0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen Podcast. The PK Podcast is a weekly conversation featuring guest suppliers, distributors, and service providers discussing insights into the promotional products business. My name is Bobby Leehu. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Mark Graham. And today we are continuing our series on Tech Meets Promo. Technology is the most important challenge and opportunity in our industry today. And as I've said before, I'll stand on any safety advocate's table and say so. And uh, Mark, it's good to have you back, man. You've been gone. You, did you take like a three-week vacation?
1: It has been a three-week march throughout <laughs> the wilds of North America, Bobby. It has been unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> hiking? You mean
0: like literally hiking, or you actually well,
1: have been working? No, it, it, no, it has been work. I had a little bit of vacation in Florida, which was very nice with uh, with the three kids and also with Catherine, right. Um, but the rest of it was uh, either a series of conferences or client meetings or trade shows uh, probably one of the most interesting things I did over the last couple of weeks was head to uh, Nashville for the promo meeting or sorry promo marketing uh, supplier distributor summit and uh, much like eme for those listeners that are familiar with that concept and I walked away half exhilarated and half, more fatigued than I have ever been in my time in this industry. <laughs> I was cross-eyed, but it just certainly left with lots of uh, fantastic ideas. I think it's a really wonderful format. So I am back and focused and ready to rock.
0: Good. And we have today joining us uh, Eric Alessi with Essent. And Essent, uh, Eric, good to have you aboard.
2: Thank you. Great uh, to be here.
0: And correct me if I say anything wrong, but Eric, Essent is the leading provider of fully integrated business management software solutions and services for, and I like this, process intensive industries and the largest trading network for the promotional products industry uh eric what, what do you mean by pro- i think we all know what do you mean by process intensive industries
2: well I, I think everybody understands the word process but basically a set of steps to get a task done and it, that sounds very dry but the truth of the matter is every day we have things to do and we want to get it done and more and more we want something or someone else to do it ideally most cost-effective way to do it is have a system do it have computers do it some form of automation and when we talk process intensive we're talking about something that has a number of steps that ultimately can be reproduced or can be automated Uh, can be those repetitive tasks can be eliminated by a human having to do it and we can have a system fill those shoes and do that work that's process intensive
0: someone told me once in this industry that this industry does not scale would you Here we launched right into this and we didn't intend to but does not scale would you agree or disagree
2: With traditional tools, I totally agree. Uh, With the proper tools, I believe anything in the world can scale.
0: Okay. It doesn't uh,
2: mean all those tools exist, but with the right tools, you can do it.
0: For our audience, uh, boy, we just just jump right in. This is the fun part about hanging out with other nerds is that you just get into some of the topics that you love to talk about. And I have been – Hey,
1: Bobby, speak for yourself. You are the only (laughs) nerd on this. Eric and I are pretty cool guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I've had the privilege of sitting on panels with you guys. And for those that don't know in the audience, you guys uh, are heavyweights in, when it comes to technology in the promotional products business. And I'm being serious, I'm not being facetious. You both have programmers that you have hired, you've lived and breathed technology. So this is going to be a fun conversation. If you're hanging in with this conversation, deciding what am I going to get out of this, today we're going to cover what is the future of e-commerce in the promotional products business are we becoming more uh, uh, dependent and should distributors and suppliers all be working toward more uh, e-commerce type transactions and just technology in general so let me just ask the million-dollar question here real quick Uh, and Eric we will start with you do you think how important well ask it open-ended how important is e-commerce in the promotional products industry today and how important do you think it's gonna be in the next three years
2: I think it's extremely important today, and I think it's absolutely critical three years from now. There are a number of distributors in this industry that absolutely live and thrive because of e-commerce. That is their business model. That's 100% of what they do. And some of the largest ones that we point to in the industry, like 4 Print and Branders, ones that distributors see as the disruptive forces in the industry, absolutely, their business is all about e-commerce. So there's no question today, right now, it's critical to a number of companies in and outside, and certainly outside the industry. Everybody knows the value and the importance of the internet and electronic commerce. In three years, it's going to be more so. The differentiators are going to be about the distributors, really anybody in business that is providing what the customer wants, when and where they want it. Sometimes that may be phone. Sometimes that may be chatting. Sometimes that may be fax even, email, but certainly... The most established form of commerce today is electronic commerce uh, when we're talking about technology. And so it's only going to become more prominent and more important to be able to provide the tools that the consumer wants when they want them, and ultimately to be able to provide self-service tools so they can do absolutely as little or as much as they want to do.
0: I mean, let me parse this a little bit. It seems as though there's a large percentage of the industry that says fully uh, shopping cart-enabled solutions all the way through so the client can handle transaction like your foreign print, like your branders. For the most part, we're not there. So I'm sure you've heard that more than I have. And not only are we not there, but we're not going to be there in the next three to five years either.
2: Well, I I would say one is the technology's there if you want to adopt it. You don't have to do it yourself today. There are companies that are doing various degrees of um, promotional products e-commerce and the self-service that goes along with it.
0: Mark, do you think that distributors, if they don't get onto this, I mean, it kind of sounds like a dumb question, but if they don't get onto this now or very soon, that they're going to continue to lose market share or lose market share?
1: I do agree with that. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that in three to five years, if there's a distributor that has not embraced e-commerce from browsing to uploading logos to final checkout, that they will necessarily be obsolete. I think that the distributor that chooses to have a fairly modest e-commerce strategy will still exist in three to five years, particularly if that is a distributor that has really focused in on a core niche, uh, has b- uh, developed some very strong relationships with our customers, and has a, has a, a significant value proposition around products and the kinds of strategic advice that they can provide their clients. And I think that this is the thing that we've, um, we've thought a lot about at at our company at right sleeve over the last many years in that there's a side to our business that is very transactional very very focused on e-commerce and that's why we invested the resources to build a system to Really cater to that self-serve client that just wants to go and order the stress toys that at 11:30 at night upload the logo and boom, not have to worry about speaking to anyone. We do have a segment of our business that's like that, and that and that's great. We're really excited to capture that 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 dollar. The other side of our business is much more agency-driven, and while our site is an enabler to that, if I look at my top 10 clients in terms of revenue they bring into the business, they're using our site and, and, and I'm, I'm excluding all corporate store sales uh, from this conversation because I've, I've, I view that to be a very different kind of e-commerce, Right. but if we exclude that and I still take our top five to 10 uh, clients. They're interacting with our site on a very basic level. They might log in and check their order history. They might go and log to take a look at an invoice. They might go in and, and put together a wish list of product, but they have us on direct dial with regard to our account managers that are then going and meeting with them, putting together strategic creative uh, uh, merchandise campaigns for them. and. What I find interesting about this question, Bobby, is that I think that other side of the business, the, the the more strategic agency-driven side of the business that is enabled in part by our website, but certainly not replaced by, I don't think that business is going to go anywhere, particularly for those bigger, needier clients, whether they're tech savvy or not, because they're spending that much more money on a more strategic campaign. So, that's uh, I, I don't know if that answers the question as much as just to say suggest that I think there are two very distinct business models out there that can be in, uh, that that can certainly be complemented by e-commerce, but I don't know that I'd go so far to say that those types of businesses are going to be eliminated. What do you, you think, Eric?
2: Yeah, I'm in total agreement with that, Mark, uh, and that goes right back to you. The first thing I said, which is for the consumer, being there what they want, the way they want it. And e-commerce is just a component of that. And um, as you move through the value chain and you get into the consultative cell, you see two things. One is you've got that higher level of customer and you've got those tighter relationships. Those are human-based, they're going to exist. But at the same token, we see that that scale is going to move, that we'll see more and more technology can add some of that. Absolutely. And and so with that, that, that consultative approach We're not at the point where we're replacing people, but we're certainly at the point where we can interject technology to assist in that. Uh, Absolutely. I'm in 100% agreement that there's not one solution, and certainly e-commerce is not going to, and certainly not in three years, uh, radically make it that the traditional distributor is gone.
0: It, you know, it does seem like we broad brush uh, a lot of these this topics too. So when we talk about e commerce, people t- typically get something fixed in their mind. But the fragmentation of business period today is just intense, and that's and it's really capturing market share. Being holistic in your efforts to be agency and uh, provider to to all your clients. Um, go ahead, Mark. You were going to say something else.
1: Well, I, I wanted to throw this over to you, Bobby, because I know that you're in the process of of um, introducing a an e-commerce storefront for your public site i know that you you guys have always been really big in the in the company store business right but that you're making an aggressive push into that for imprint branders type category and uh well i know that's not launched yet um can you share some of your reasons for wanting to get into that because robin's traditionally been more of an agency, company store, logistics and fulfillment type house, how do you see your business evolving? Or what if, if I was to have this conversation with you in, say, 6 to 12 months, what's going to be success for you on that, on that uh, public e-commerce side?
0: Well, I kind of have to go back to why, why, why are we doing this now, just now. Because, Mark, you did this several years ago. I don't know when you first uh, launched it. But I have watched many distributors go through the painful process of creating an e-commerce solution with a build-it-and-they-will-come mentality, with a this-is-going-to-be-our-new-baby that we're going to break into the industry. And I did, of all people, I shouldn't have been the one to do it, but I led a class at an industry event a couple years ago, two years ago, and it was about e-commerce. And um, so what I did was I just presented various uh, solutions out there. I've been looking at the market for a long time, and I asked the question in the market, how many people have an e-commerce tool right now? And there was 100 people in the room, and almost all the hands went up. And I realized back then, two years ago, that we don't have a technology problem we have a sales and marketing problem because these folks had stores what they did they had these solutions that were sitting there dormant nothing was happening with them and i think the build it and they will come mentality is what is killing everybody and when you look at the model of for imprint for example who used to be nelson marketing who many people may not know or some people may not know used to do this out of catalogs they had the infrastructure to create something big yeah and it was built there. It was, and, and I'm sure it was a lot of hard work. It wasn't easy for them. But there was a lot of the physical mechanics behind the scenes that helped them become for imprint And in our small case, we're no 4imprint, but... We've got a lot of physical structures too. We're not afraid of e-commerce. We do a lot of e-commerce, corporate stores. We have customer service departments, uh, procurement research. We have have all of the infrastructure to actually say, okay, when we pull this trigger and we have an existing client base, we're not going to be foolish enough to say we're going to build it and they're going to come. We're going to build this and we're going to have to sell the hell out of this. And to our existing client base, I think the time is now. And I know most distributors are probably experiencing this. They're probably getting the call daily now. Hey, can I, if they don't have a site, hey, can I get on your site and I'm trying to find where I can shop now? And I, I think that what's going to happen more, more and more is that if distributors at least don't step up to some degree, I think they will begin to lose market share. And I have one, yeah. I'm telling passion about this, one final comment. Brandon Stewart with Promo Labs and I were talking uh, when we started this series and he made a very smart comment to me. Um, he said, have you ever noticed that we're staying, uh, that, that we're getting older and our buyers are staying the same age? <laughs> and that made me really think, you know what? We've, our, 95% of our buyers are female, and they're usually between the age of 25 and 40. And that market segment, now that I've had 20 years in the industry, is going to continue to be our client base. And guess what? They're going to get more and more comfortable with these tools. So if we don't step up, then we're just begging for them to go somewhere else, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Absolutely. Well, we will schedule another podcast in... Say what? Nine months, and we'll see uh, see how it has been. And, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that Robin is the new four imprints. No, the no, industry. no, nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like
0: that. that's the, the good thing about this is we do have our heads on pretty sober. We know the investment we've got ahead of us. We know the uh, the personnel investment we've got. Um, we're not expecting that kind of response, but we are expecting right. a response. It's going to depend on how hard we work it. And and I'll just let folks know. Um, you know, we've partnered uh, with Essent as of this week. And so, Eric, why don't you? Uh, share with us a little bit uh, uh, about Essent. We've looked at the market. Um, Eric and our team is just a brilliant uh, uh, programmer and e-commerce manager, and he looked at a lot of different solutions. Why don't you introduce us to Essen a little bit and, and explain what you guys do?
2: Yeah. Well, Essent entered the industry uh, as the one and only fully integrated business management system that was specifically designed for the unique needs of the promotional products industry that you know that was our toehold into the industry and for us it was all about integration and uh, even back then in 2000 when we started it for the industry uh, we knew that e-commerce was going to be a big thing uh, for the very reason that you just talked about is that at some point the buyers are going to be the ones that grew up with it and are going to expect it. And we also know how much work it is. Our mantra here is all about integration, it's all about automation, it's all about making it easier, wringing out the most, you know, all the work that you can out of a process. And uh, we came to the conclusion that doing e-commerce was expensive and difficult. And with the right platform it didn't need to be either one of those. Mm -hmm. And so uh, sooner, much sooner than later, we implemented e-commerce as part of our core uh, to our system. And so even if somebody's just doing e-commerce uh, with us, with Essen, behind the scenes, underneath that, you've got the iceberg of an entire ERP system, an entire business management system, so that you can do the sophisticated processing that people come to expect. And, and so, you know, just so fast forward, Going from all these core components, uh, one of the big things that we had, which we thought perhaps was the most important thing we could do and expose and deliver on the web, is a product configurator. So our core platform has the concept of product configuration in it. And uh, that was really important to us because when we entered the industry... And what, like when you enter any industry, it's like you look at it and say, why would we enter this mature industry? And We saw there was a real void, and that void was that the distributors are virtual manufacturers. They have all of these metrics and all of these pieces of data that they have to keep track of, but yet they don't have the tools to do it, and they don't have the experiences manufacturers traditionally to do it. Yeah. There's what, an opportunity there for us.
0: What other industries are, are you involved in, Eric?
2: Everything that we do is process intensive, as you first talked about. For the most part, that's distribution logistics. It's certainly our core competency. So we're dealing uh, with specialty retailers and certainly distributors. And today, more and more, that really means they have a web presence.
1: What uh, I, I'm interested in the expertise that you've been able to do in, in, uh, been able to develop in other industries. What percentage of your business is focused on the promotional industry as distinct from the other uh, segments that you mentioned, Eric? Uh,
2: today, the majority of our business is in the industry, and right. so certainly at least fifty percent of what we do is within the the industry. Uh, but it really overlaps too, because one is you've got the distribution logistics in general, and those completely align with the promotional products industry. Uh, But we also have businesses that need to deliver uh, their forms of e-commerce. They may not be traditional e-commerce. It may not be simply about, hey, I need to go through a product catalog, select some things and get them in a cart. It may be really just the other side of that is that we have customers that have high-end ERP systems like SAP and Oracle platforms but they don't have the web integration they need. And so our platform is a delivery tool for that. We give yeah. that web front end for those back office systems for self-service. And that also overlaps very well with promotional products industry.
1: This uh, this question just came to me uh, because of your expertise in some of the other industries. Are there any, any surprising... Um, That's not the right word. Are there any um, innovations that you have learned from other industries that you've been able to introduce into the promotional world? And the reason I'm asking this question is that the promotional products industry is a fairly insular place. It's a place where... um, There's not a lot of outside innovation that is introduced into the space, and I look at a company like yours that has got experience in other segments, and whether you've been able to 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 borrow from other segments and other categories uh, to to introduce that into the workflows in the promotional space.
2: Yeah, our our number one was for um, distributors that are, and I don't mean in the industry, but distributors in other industries that are in the wholesale that's their place in the channel not dealing with the end customer but business to business and had assembly work and uh, light manufacturers and that's something that there's a very different way to approach solving the problem of what an order is when you look at it from those traditional businesses and uh, for us we we applied those practices to the promotional products industry when we looked at it we said really the industry, the promotional products industry, doesn't understand the concept of a bill of Materials. It doesn't understand the concept of a configurator. That's yeah. foreign. Uh, yeah. But yet, traditional manufacturers understand it every day. But yeah. if you take those traditional manufacturing tools and apply it to a promotional products distributor, two things happen. One, it's absolute overload. Because you're not going to maintain the expertise, nor do you need to, that you have with process engineers, etc., In those industries. So right off the bat, you don't have the right resources in the promotional products industry for ERP. And the other is, it's not a perfect fit. Uh, We have overruns, we have underruns, we've got these drop shipments and these, these segments, these process steps that go on. uh, But yet, we're not actually making anything. So we have to look at it from a different perspective and traditional ERP does not align for that. And and so we we took that understanding of the traditional world and our experience in the promotional products industry and we said, you know what, we can align a solution to do that, to to create it and tailor it in a way that's appropriate for the promotional products industry.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You I, I, I was just very interested in that because I think that we as an industry get better because of other industry innovations and uh, and I think that's a great thing. It's great to have companies like yours that are able to um, uh, introduce those other innovations. So that's pretty cool. No. So
0: so guys, let me ask this. We have uh, a strong uh, bent toward mentoring in the industry, mentoring those uh, young folks coming in the business. What, what advice do you guys have for them as it relates to technology in general and particularly e-commerce? Um, best practices, suggestions, advice? Eric?
2: Well, I would start with be open. Uh, when we entered this industry uh, a decade ago, over a decade ago, the first thing we heard was, you can't do it. We almost quoting. I've been told it can't be done. I don't know how you could do it. Uh, number one is absolutely be open that it can be done. Uh, there are ways to do it. And what we focus on, and you know where this skepticism originally came from, is that you can create well-formed orders. That ultimately you can create a purchase order that the supplier can handle. And then ultimately, you can deliver the product that the customer expects and do that in a very efficient way with the least amount of human intervention. It can be done. So the number one is be open. Uh, More and more, technology is going to come to bear, like it or not, within the industry. And there has been a reluctance traditionally. And there have been fits and starts in the industry. Uh, But it's really because now the technologies and some of the solution providers that are coming in the industry, that's changing now.
0: And over the past three years, we've seen an influx. I bet you've, for 10 years, uh, you've been in this space, but I'll bet you've seen more competitive platforms arise in the past three years than you maybe did the previous seven.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. The pace of innovation and the desire to apply technology to problems has accelerated.
0: Part of my... Thing about folks that even d- just dislike uh, the e-commerce conversation altogether is that it's happening. It really is happening, whether whether you like it or not. Mark, what what advice do you have?
1: I, I think it, uh, it was interesting. I was speaking with a with a, a fellow distributor today about about technology and back office and processes, and so this is maybe less on the e-commerce side, but more on the back office side. And 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 I would echo uh, uh, Eric's views in that I think from the standpoint of being open. And I think that no matter how big or small you are when you're starting off in the business, I think it's really important to align yourself with a technology platform that can run your office efficiently. And when I talk about running your office, I mean how it is that you collaborate uh, internally, how it is that you relate to your suppliers, how you, um, uh, put in a well uh, or a, um, an effective purchase order so that way information isn't lost. And I think that when I look at my early days in the industry when technology, I mean, my early days in the industry were in the late 90s and technology was certainly around, but I was very resistant in terms of adopting a system because I didn't feel that it would uh, it would help the business, and I ultimately paid a big price for that as the business started to scale. So there is a number of fantastic solutions in the industry, uh, Essence certainly being uh, one of the leaders that I would encourage people to consider. When starting their business, because then these are systems that people can grow with, and then they won't pay that big price once they're trying to convert from a paper-based distributorship to a more technology-enabled distributorship. So that that's that's lessons right from the uh, right from the edge.
0: <laughs> I can feel the pain in that a little bit, Mark. I know you've been, you've been through it. Uh, well, guys, we have just a few more minutes here, and we probably need to wrap up. Are there any final words, Eric? Do you have any final words you want to share?
2: I, I I'd like to. Key in a little bit on what Mark said and just follow up with that is that Mark talked about, you know, the pain of having the right or the wrong platform and growing with it. And and that's a really big point is that even when you're small, you really want to try to strive to grasp that golden ring and get that platform and get something started that's going to allow you to grow. Uh, It's going to serve you well. And so as we talk about e-commerce and we talk about technology, it's really, really important that you start that process. If you're intimidated by it, if you're not comfortable with it, uh, or even if you have something, if you know it's not right, uh, it really behooves everybody to take a fresh look and say, okay, is there a way we can attack this? Is there a way we can embrace a platform and then we can start to grow with it? Cool.
1: Mark, final words? You know, my, I think my final words are um, really around technology's ability whether it's on the back end or the front end of your business to make you look larger and more sophisticated more professional than you really are. And I think that's a great thing about this industry in that so many distributors uh, and, and I'll, I'll focus this on distributors for now because that's what, what you and I are, Bobby, um, are small. I mean, there's a lot of people that are one, two, three person shops and yeah. it's amazing to me how some of these smaller distributors have been able to portray a presence that is so much larger exponentially larger than they really are. And uh, again, talking about the efficiencies associated of running a strong back office. And we talked about scaling at the outset. We certainly know, Bobby, you and I certainly know of two, three-person distributors that are running really nice businesses that are putting through thousands of orders a year. And there's no way in hell they'd ever be able to do that if they didn't have a strong technology platform. So I think that that speaks to the power of Investing in a solid system at the outset, particularly a system you can grow with. But on the front end side of your business, that's a, a powerful investment uh, to, to, to make, whether it's done through a partner like Essent or whether you decide to make uh, the investment to do it internally. These are things that uh, over, the, over the lifespan of your business will really serve you well. Sounds
0: like from the wrap up this conversation, the bottom line is technology as we started out is probably the single most important issue facing our industry today. And uh, the interesting thing about doing a public podcast is that just like us launching (laughs) a new initiative, it's risky because we get to talk about it in a public forum and you guys get to see how we do. Uh, but this has been fun, guys. Really appreciate the fact that you're so open with your advice. And you guys really are heavyweights in the business. Um, and really appreciate uh, hanging out here today.
1: Bobby, you're too kind. You're too kind. You're the heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, Cry right. Heavyweight. Not literally. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. you're a spry. Well, you're right. Whatever. Whatever.
1: Right? Here we go.
0: Eric, good to have you here. Despite <laughs> Mark cut and it. I. Time to cut
2: it. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, pleasure as usual.
0: All right, guys. Well, we'll talk again. This won't be the last time we hang out together.
1: Thanks so much, Eric. That was really fantastic.
2: Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. You bet. Take care.